Last time on Fantasy Adventure Machine, our heroes, upon receiving an unexpected call to arms from the Time Spectre Department of the BTC, went forth on a cold winter solstice in 1853 to warm the heart of Elias Shrivlock and possibly prevent the death of a young Brom Stoker in order to save the time-space continuum. After warning and inevitably kidnapping an unwilling Shrivlock, the team enacts phase two of their daring plan to save the winter solstice. Young Elias stands alone in front of four small graves. Shrivlock at this point is reserved. You can tell that he's trying to hide his emotions in his face. See this boy. Remember, remember the regret. How many Christmases were wasted in cold schoolrooms, alone, without the comfort of home, family, the traditions that you held dear. Think of your sisters and how they longed for you and played without you, and now they're gone. They were, they were fools. Fools to think that, that there was any life for them. Fools to give up on, on what they should have kept for themselves. Sh show me no more. What memory do you guys choose? France, 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 France. All right. Uh, you hit a button and the scene changes once more to show two gentlemen sitting side by side on a park bench, surrounded by snow and leafless trees. A nearing middle-aged Elias is holding several papers out to the second gentleman, who you assume is William. But William bows his head and stands and says, You fear the world too much. All your other hopes have merged into the hope of being beyond the chance of its sordid reproach. I have seen your noble aspirations fall of one by one until the master passion gain engrosses you. No, no, spirit, I, I shall not bear this, uh, Shrivlock mutters as he watches this scene, and, and he shouts, Spirit! Spirit, remove me from this place! Uh, hold on, sorry, there's supposed to be a musical number. Oh, was this the theatrical <laughs> release? Cancel musical number. Are you, you saying see this a bunch on the of, A bunch of Muppets just like leave at the back of the holiday. Shrivlock, who is this man? Tell me what he means to you. I, I will not. I, I will not, spirit. Shrivlock shouts into the rest of the room. No, no, I, I will not. I will not bear you the contents of me heart. And he takes a butter knife out of his robe that you somehow didn't see him put in. And he stabs the middle of the floor. You see that some pixels around the knife start to kind of flicker in and out, and it kind of starts to spread throughout the room. And uh, Beth comes over the comms and says, It looks like he has temporarily disabled some of my display functionality inside of the holodeck. Uh, use the what? gas. Knock him out. With a butter <laughs> knife? Honestly, I thought we were more prepared than this. Those pixels must be real sensitive, Chaos. Come on, some, te some tech is sensitive. Chaos, I would like to see you stab a TV and not have it fizzle out. No, I, I, th I thought you said that this ship was, like, from the future or something, no? <laughs> I'll take care of it. I'll disarm him and drag him out. And then we slam his face up into the window of William Franz's house. <laughs> go on, off you go. We need someone tall to do that because the rest of us are too short to get him up onto the second story window. Hey guys, do you think I should draw another card now? Guys, I have this, no. I have this thing <laughs> that's called Shift. That doesn't take me into a full animal, but it can turn me like more bestial. So I suggest that I be the ghost of Christmas kick his ass, and then I'll take him over to Franz's house and put him up against the window. Well, you may have that thing, but I have this thing where I can collect twice as many berries. <laughs> okay, I'll give you berries, 
But first, I have to go do this thing. Okay, Sarah, go do your thing. I load an arrow into my crossbow, and then I cast Minor Illusion to make a light, and I make myself partially ghosty, and then I slam open the door, and lighting myself from below, like I'm telling a scary story, I say, Shrivlock! He must mean something to you. It is your heart that has brought you to this place. And I want to grab the knife out of his hand, which I assume I have to roll for. Yeah, go ahead and just make like a dexterity. Oh, I just rolled a nat 20. Oh, yeah. You take that knife. Like he's he's maybe whoop, stabbed whoop. the floor a couple more times, but you take the knife. He's he's looking at you absolutely terrified. There's more for you to see, Skinflint, Mr. Grimm. <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grimm. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, while that's happening, as a bonus action or whatever, I use shift to assume a more bestial appearance. And that is that I am like half bear. So like a werebear. Werebear! And I hit my lapel, so I'm a, I'm a ghostly werebear. Okay, and, great. Uh, <laughs> Other specters have messages for you through the door. And I prod him with the butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he walks out the door and... And falls kind of like over this ghostly bear. And we're going to stop there and go over to Van Helsing with little Brom. Uh, Van Helsing, you are with Brom. You've had a lovely conversation with him talking about his likes, his dislikes, your likes, your your dislikes. It's been very, very pleasant. And you've just been trying to, you know, ascertain what you can about him. But go ahead and roll a, a straight perception roll. 23. Wow, I'm good at this game. Why don't we play this? Why don't we play D and D all the time? Oh no! Awesome. Okay, so as you've been talking to Brom, you with that wonderful twenty three have noticed that, like, in addition to him being a little bit pale, pretty weak, there's a scarf that is tied around his neck. It looks like it has been there for a while. Before I was picked up, this is basically exactly where I was, was that Lucy Western Raw was, well, had a scarf similar to this one. Let's just say that. I would like to walk up to Brahms and peek beneath the scarf. See, my my mind went immediately to don't take off the scarf or his head will fall off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. I was at Dracula. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. (laughs) Um, So you're just walking up to this child and trying to look at his neck? I'm his doctor. (laughs) So what I say is, uh, Brom, something has just occurred to me that may have something to do with your condition. And I start with the top of his head and, uh, you know, doctorly way, like, you know, pat his forehead, pat his cheeks. (laughs) I check his lymph nodes, go down, and then I loosen the scarf around his neck. As the scarf falls away from his neck ever so slightly, you can see that there are um, two small holes that are slightly pale around the edges. Okay. That's it. Shrivlock's a vampire. I'm going to be trying not to betray my emotions, but I am rocked by this. Like, I'd be holding back tears almost. Doctor, is is something wrong? Did you find something wrong with me? Uh, Tell me, young Brahms, have you been having any strange dreams? Well, Doctor, I I always have strange dreams. I... I can't really remember a time when I didn't have them. And these dreams, what do they contain? Um, he, he shivers and says, to, to be honest, doctor, I don't really have any desire to go into the specifics. Brahms, I think I might know what is your ailment, but I must go. Stay here in this room for just a short time. I will return immediately. 
and I go out of the room and I go to the replicator and I, I ask it to replicate a bunch of garlic flowers. It does. And then I come back with the flowers and I say, Brahms, it is vitally important that you do not remove these flowers. And uh, I make a little wreath out of them and I put it on his head and uh, around his neck and I wipe them all over the ship as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. I'm sure Beth really likes that. Yeah, you you don't notice any change in like him really or the ship, but you you have now okay. supplied him with garlic flowers. And then is he anemic or anything like that? Like, does he look like Lucy Western now? Um, he, in the he's same very condition. Pale, does does very this weak. boy look like a woman? Great question. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> so he's so he's kind of showing the same the same symptoms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess it's time for another surgery. Just feed him a steak. Yeah, I probably don't need to do that yet. But if he gets worse, then I guess that's probably what I'd have to do. Because he's, he's okay right now. I uh, just tell him, Brums, I will stay up with you tonight. And uh, make sure he eats some good food. With lots of iron and water. Okay. Okay. I get on calm, discreetly, away from the boy. I went to the bathroom or something. And I say, you may have noticed since we got here that things are a little different than we are used to. And you have these strange items with properties that science cannot explain. Beyond God, I believe that this boy may be the prey of a vampire. Do I have to be worried about this guy? And I sort of shake Shrivlock a little bit. And then I... I push him towards Effie and I say, check his teeth. No, check. Yeah, check his teeth. Check, check, uh, check him in a mirror as well. See if you can see him in a mirror. Uh, you guys walk past a mirror and you can see that Shrivlock shows up in it. Okay. Uh, all, right, <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right. He's, he's good. I think we need to get to Franz's house. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. Being cautious, I cast <laughs> Pass Without Trace. This is a spell that I cast on myself that uh, provides a veil of shadows and silence that radiates from me, masking me and my companions from detection. And then I basically drag slash herd Shrivlock back out into the street and towards Franz's house, which hopefully someone knows where that is. Uh, Beth knows. Beth knows everything. We're just going to resolve it off camera. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Beth, Beth uploads a schematic that she's been uh, trying to compile from historical data to Chaos's okay. power gauntlet. All right, Chaos, uh, lead the way. As we're walking, I begin my monologue to Shivlock, and I say, In this world that you ignore, so many others enjoy the beautiful solstice time, despite your miserly ways and your crackpot conspiracy theories. <laughs> I don't know what he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you believe in Q, you wacko? <laughs> <laughs> those around you rejoice at your sadness and your loneliness, and all those you've ever known or loved are better off for the lack of your companionship. And I uh, take him around to Franz's house. This whole community could be fixed with just one of the purses of gold you keep so closely guarded to your chest. You could be living in paradise with friends and family around you if only you cared about someone other than yourself. 
Shriflock is fairly quiet as you monologue to him while chaos leads you through the streets. And as you guys reach William Franz's house, Shrivlock, you know, kind of tries to shrink down as, as small as he can as he obviously recognizes the place. It looks like a fairly normal house other than the fact that it is attached to an orphanage. It just says... Oh, that was surprising. The city orphanage next to it. And as you come up, you can see that there are several lights on inside of the orphanage. And the door opens and a modest, kind looking gentleman with a simple grace about him comes out of the door. His clothes are worn, doesn't seem to be a man of many possessions. But you cannot help think as you watch him that he is truly happy. You see, uh, you know, as he plays with a couple of children that run out onto the porch, that the children have been well provided for. They're wearing clothes very appropriate for the winter season, and there don't seem to be any older than 12. Tell me, Shrivlock, what does this place and this man mean to you? Speak now. Gosh, I bet these would be really good, like, low-cost labor, right? That's probably what you're thinking. (laughs) I shake Shrivlock. You have but this night to change your ways, you miserly old bastard. Speak! Roll intimidation? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a 12. Shrivlock is, is, you know, shivering, but doesn't seem to be paying attention to you. He is paying much more attention to the man behind you. And he says, Spirit, I, d- I, don't, wish, I don't wish to interrupt this happy life. I have no place in it, Spirit. But you could have. We saw it earlier. You threw this away. Why? The greediness of my heart, spirit. I could not stand by and watch William open up profitless, profitless place where he would end up living a hard life. I shove him to the point where he's just at the barrier of our veil of shadows and he's right up close to a group of playing kids. And I say, does this seem profitless to you? Every smile, every child's life saved at the profit of your thrown away opportunity. Spirit, con- conduct me where you will. I- I've learned a lesson, which is working now. Please, please take me from this scene. Take me from him. All right. I think it's time for us to draw a card and show him his grave. We're going to draw it. Why would we draw a card? That sounds like a horrible idea. What are you <laughs> Did doing? Did someone say draw stuff? a card? <laughs> oh, balls. I'm just about to turn around and take him back when Chaos does a crazy thing. All right, Chaos. <laughs> what does it say? Uh, the character must single-handedly defeat the next hostile monster or monsters encountered, or the benefit is lost. If successful, the character gains enough XP to obtain the next experience level. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. So I gotta, I gotta single-handedly fight our next enemy. Okay. All right. We begin to walk back towards Beth, still leaving no trace. As you guys are walking back to the ship, I want you guys to roll perception for me. Ooh. Nat 20 again! My dice are hot AF! (laughs) I got a 21. 14. I got a rock. I mean a (laughs) 5. Jake and Zoomin, as you guys are walking along, you guys are kind of leading the way out to the ship, and you notice that you're following behind a kind of, not like shadowy figure, but someone who's obviously trying to, you know, kind of stay a little bit hidden and they seem to be going the exact same route as you back to Beth. But they're in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to send Victi to interrupt them. What does Victi do? So Victi has a higher land speed than we do. 
Uh, so he's going to hop around a block and come up in front of this person. <laughs> okay. Dressed as a man, right? I, I'm just picturing a man in oh, a top oh, yeah, hat hopping around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just, just a like dude. <laughs> Slippity slap, Springhill Jack away! <laughs> Does Vicky like try to like touch the figure? Is it just like in front of him? Uh, just gets in his way. Won't let him pass. This figure keeps trying to get past Vicky. Uh, can't. Oh, so sorry. Oh, so sorry. Oh, so sorry. Oh, no. After you. Oh, so sorry. (laughs) Ends up, like, physically pushing Victy so that they can run past. So go ahead and have Victy roll a strength save. Attack of opportunity! (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That that was my natural 20. Oh, my God. Yay! Everybody gets a chance. Um, what does Victy do instead of moving out of the way for this man? Uh, so Victy, which looks like a Victorian gentleman. <laughs> Puts him in his pouch. <laughs> tries to reach out and stop him. But his arms are like kind of weirdly short when he starts stretching out. <laughs> and so he reaches he up. back on his tail and kick him. With this terribly strange hind leg. Somehow fit into a suit pant and just slams him so hard in the chest he falls back into the slush. Okay. And then hops high onto a rooftop nearby. <laughs> um, Thus uh, contributing to the legend of Spring Hill Jack. This figure is um, knocked totally prone, is very dazed. And as you guys approach, you see that it is uh, Abraham Stoker, Brahm's father. Oh, 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 oh shit. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> but is his father a vampire? Like, that's a good question. Um, Effie, mirror now. Yes. You you take a mirror out and he does show up in the mirror. Dang it. Do you guys think <laughs> this guy counts as the next uh, hostile monster? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, uh, do we need to get some like uh steaks or something and i'm not talking about the kind full of blood and iron that's a really weird I mean, way to describe a steak yeah. <laughs> do you usually uh fill your wooden steaks with blood and iron no no just wood that's what i mean I sort of, I shove Shrivlock towards Effie and I pick up uh, Abraham Stoker and I kind of like dust the front of his lapel with my like half bare hand. He yelps. He he yelps and is like, oh, oh, what, what are you doing to me? Oh, please, please, I'm just trying to go see my son, please. As I do that, I shift back into my human self and you know, flick my lapel so he sees that it's me because oh. I know him, Dan. Oh, and I say, Professor Doctor, oh, oh, my dear, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I saw a bear. Also, I, I was just attacked in the street. I've yeah, never yeah, been yeah. It looked like before. a kangaroo, but it was just a Victorian gentleman. I get it. We have it all the time. It's probably, you know, the stress of having your son being so sick. Don't worry about it. Look, it's not even the next day. I told you two to seven business days. What's going on? Behind you, Shrivlock, you know, recognizes Abraham and, and goes, Stalker? What? What are you doing out here tonight? Yeah, well, this is awkward for everyone involved. <laughs> and Abraham looks very frightened as he sees Mr. Shrivlock. And he goes, oh, Mr. Shrivlock, I'm terribly sorry if I'm interrupting you on your nightly st- stroll in your night in your nightgown. But uh, I'm, I'm just trying to see my son. You see this this kind professor and his friend were, were helping my son 
I've, I've told you about him before, Brom. And uh, Shrivlock kind of raises his nose and says, well, if it was ever on me to remember your family, I don't remember, so. I and slapped I Shrivlock upside side. the back of the head. Uh, I want to do that. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 it's a smack, a smack on both sides. Um, roll an attack roll for me. What? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you want me to do that. Um. So this is non-lethal damage. 17. 17 for me too. <laughs> that's oh my gosh. And uh, non-lethal damage for a slap. That's a 1d4, um, right? Yeah, 1d4. 3 damage. Is it plus strength? Oh, Most balls. things are. 4 damage. So if it's plus, plus strength, it's 6. <laughs> 6 as well for me. <laughs> did we both just get 17 and 6? <laughs> yes, we did. Wow, so cute. Uh, Matthew, is he unconscious? <laughs> no, he's not unconscious. Um, oh, holy he, crap, this guy's constitution is pretty good. He holds his head uh, in between his hands and goes, Oh, oh, spirits, why why can you affect me so? <laughs> All right, uh, so listen, uh, Abraham, we, we kind of, sort of, kind of know what's wrong with Brahm, and we're working on trying to fix it, and uh, yeah. Um, That's like not I said, a very good bedside manner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we kind of know, maybe. We believe it's a wasting type of sickness that uh, has some addictive properties. And so Dr. Hartvelsig is working on a cure right now. He's right by Brahm's bed. He's not being left alone. Everything's totally fine. Do you want to head back home? Um, I, I mean, I guess you could come see Brahm if you want. Abraham looks at you with tears in his eyes and says, Please, please, sir. I'll do anything for my Brom. If, if going home is, is the best thing for me to do, then I'll do that, but please save him. I'll, I'll do anything. Actually, I do believe I remember Dr. Han Velsing talking about blood transfusions and how that could possibly help. Yeah. You might be a match. So let's, uh, let's get you back to the, Actually, to the office. No, no, <laughs> uh, we, we were thinking, have you seen anybody in coming around your house? Any random dudes creeping on your son, bro? <laughs> I assure you, I, I've not seen any strangers around town recently. But I assume I'm listening on comms, so I want to get on and say, ask him about any big bats. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen any over-large Desmodoni <laughs> today? You know, vampire bats. Oh, well, I, I don't know about, I don't know about any bats, sir. I, have, I haven't seen any. But I assure you, if I do, I, I will shoo them away. And uh, Elias, yeah, uh, Elias clears his throat and goes, I, I might have seen some bats. Oh, good. I turn to Elias and say, okay, what kind of bats? Where'd you see them? They, they were hanging around the graveyard. The hell were you doing at the graveyard? You got no, you got no loved ones left. Oh. Exactly why I have to visit a graveyard, sir. <laughs> Gosh. Fair point. Fair point. All right. All right. You're very cutting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we going to do now? Um, we're going to go show him his grave and I'm going to give Chaos a Sharpie and he's going <laughs> to scratch out Shrivlock and write Shitlock instead. <laughs> so you're going to take him to the future right now? No, we got to go take care of this bat problem at the same time. Well, we could split up. You guys could take him to the future and Effie and I could go check out the graveyard. Sure. I go on comms and I say, Doc, I got two incoming. Apparently Elias has seen some bats. Maybe do a, a quick neck check on uh, on Elias. And then Abraham a wants to check. be able to like give blood <laughs> for his son and all that. So uh, yeah, I think Chaos and Jake are going to bring them on board. Prepare for guests. Okay. I mean, you know, there are a lot of bats in England. Like not every bat is a vampire. 
You want me to check it out or not? <laughs> Listen, just get ready to give these people their pre-flight physicals. Okay. <laughs> All right, Elias. What grave exactly were you visiting to see these bats? The graves you made me see earlier. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, li- your little sisters and your, and your mummy and your daddy. All right. All right. Uh, you go. <laughs> you go back to the office and uh, we'll, we'll take care of this. Wait, you're telling Elias to go to his office? No, no. to go back to, to Beth. I've called Beth the Dr. Gelsing's office. It's the office. Because <laughs> he's the doc and it's his office. Okay. All right. Who's going to the graveyard and who's going back to Beth? I kind of want to fight a vampire. I'm going back to Beth. Yeah. Somebody has to fly this darn ship. Even That's if the true. skill is... Oh, crap, I don't have a drive skill in this game. <laughs> it's handle animal. Oh, crap, I don't have handle animal. <laughs> I mean, Beth is bioelectric, so I guess it kind of is like animal handling. <laughs> All right. So, Sarah, what do you want to do? I don't know. I'll do whatever. I do think- we need to go look for bats? I'll go look for bats. I think we need all the help we can get to look for bats. Okay, let's go this way. I mean, especially if we're going to face off against a vampire. Yeah, Chaos and Van Helsing will both be on the ship, so. Okay, great. Um, Chaos, uh, let's go ahead and have you take Elias into the future. Hello, welcome to Back the doctor's to the office. Uh, please, both of you, uh, follow me this way to meet our resident doctor. Uh, these inspections are necessary before any travel to the future to observe your own grave. <laughs> Huzzah, good job Great, they follow you I check their teeth and I check their heartbeat And um, I shine a mirror in their eyes Okay you're, you're supposed to also check them to see if either of them have been bitten Oh yeah, I check them That's to see what if they've been for. bitten That was what this was for <laughs> I checked to see if they've been bitten They it, have not been yeah. I, mean, I figured we would know because they'd be like all weak and stuff So uh, thank you so much. I'm just going to have to make a few notes in your passports, and then we're going to go. <laughs> um, you, have, you have a stamp? Does Beth have a stamp? <laughs> Beth absolutely has a stamp. Logo. Otherwise, we'd be passing up a perfectly good merch opportunity. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, to the future. Yeah, go ahead and roll drive for me. I, I can't, because there is no drive in D&D. Oh, um... Roll Beth handling. There, there's oh animal handling. Yeah. This, yeah. Uh huh. Very good. You want to give him a boost? Is that a thing I could do a D and D? I don't think I have animal handling. Do you? Can you have advantage because he's handled this animal before? <laughs> I mean, I get plus four to animal handling. Do you want me to drive? <laughs> normal fate and then you get into D&D and suddenly Van Helsing is like the most beefed well, out character. We haven't we haven't fought yet but like I have good wisdom and intelligence <laughs> and charisma so like for non-combat Ooh. things I'm pretty good. Uh yeah so I rolled a four. Um, <laughs> you just like kind of hear Beth laughing at you <laughs> like, <laughs> like in, in the comms as if she's far away. Hi Beth. So I wanted to just talk to you about this for a little bit. This is actually like plot relevant that we get to the future and like we can fool around and make a few more dice checks but honestly if you just want to make this happen that would be super convenient let me butt in here friend i have uh, been talking with beth a lot lately i think we're getting along much better 
uh, please go stay with our friend in the sick bay, and I will take care of this. Hey, Abraham, <laughs> get those sleeves rolled up. I got some tubing. <laughs> I did just roll a nat one. Oh, no! <laughs> you guys are going nowhere. You just hear, like, Beth stole, and, like, the flux capacitor oh, just man. shot itself. Fortunately, Beth was listening to Chaos's, you know, really, really nice plea, and she says, just this once, boys, just this once. <laughs> and she raises up into the time void and then lands, and you see that it is May 14th, 1855. Chaos comes back on the bridge, but now he has a hood up. <laughs> I am the ghost of May's yet to come. <laughs> Um, spirit? Is that the same spirit as as was before? I point at the door. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Shrivlock goes towards the door. Bef- okay, before he leaves, though, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you do this chaos, but I'm gonna cast uh, suggestion on Shrivlock. Okay. So I can suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two, and um, I magically influence a creature to do that. And they- what kind of role do they have to make? Wisdom save. Okay, that's a two. You're fine. Okay. And I I just say, you will pay attention to all that this spirit has to say, and you will be afraid. He pees his pants a little. (laughs) We we all know that the ghost of May 14's yet to come doesn't, like, speak, right? (laughs) Yeah. So why'd you tell me to pay attention to everything I have to say? Okay, you will pay attention to everything that you see, and you'll be afraid. And uh, don't go running off, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he nods and goes out the door, and then waits for the spirit to guide him. Chaos follows. He has platform boots on now. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. He points towards the graveyard. All right, Shrivlock goes. He looks like a man walking to the gallows. Um, And as you guys come up on a really dreary graveside, we're going to go over to our peeps back in the other time. Huzzah! 1853. (laughs) Ah, It is us, the peeps back in the other time. (laughs) Ready to continue the adventure. Yes. All right, zoom in. Jake and Effie, you guys walk up to the graveyard. And it is spooky. It is covered in snow. Everything that you would expect from a graveyard in winter. You know, this is actually really fitting to what you believe in Christmas because, you know, Christmas used to be just about ghosts and whatnot. I don't know if you know that, but that's really what you all believe in. Are you mansplaining Christmas to me? No, I just want to know because (laughs) I just want to make sure you know. I have to tell you that Christmas in the circus involved many spirits. And that tradition has not been lost from our practice of celebrating Christmas. And the spirits were... Oh, alcohol. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, What do you guys do in the graveyard? Look for bats. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to try and find the the Shrivlock graves. All right. Can you make bat noises? (laughs) Can I make bat noises? Roll investigation for me. 17. 21. 17. 
How much? Okay, ten. Effie, you just start throwing snowballs around. Like, you're yes. having a good time. So you guys start going, like, on around opposite sides of the graveyard, just, like, kind of circling around, kind of near the fence, trying to get, like, a 360 view. And, like, you literally bump back to back into each other at the same yeah. time as three bats zoom out from behind the graves of the uh, Shrivlock family. There's they're screeching and they're flying all around your heads and you guys hear how dare you mess with our prey. Be gone, you hires of the BTC's Department of Time Specters. Be gone. It was very formal. Whoa, it uh, knows <laughs> us. Knows who sent us. They're time vampires. Apparently. As a reaction to their appearance, I cast shift again. Okay. But I'll use my brains and I will go Ooh. into like a half hawk looking thing. So what is that? The Aracocra. So I look like an Aracocra from D&D, I guess. So I'm like kind of like a uh-huh. humanoid hawk-like beast. So that's my reaction to them peering and yelling at us. So I gain six temporary hit points. And basically what I'm going to be trying to turn into is a giant eagle uh, from D&D. Cool. And hawks are... One of the few natural predators of bats. <laughs> nice. Okay, around six months. I'm pretty the future. sure the penguin was one of the predators of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> around six months in the future, on May 14th, 1854, Chaos and Elias Shrivlock are walking through this very same graveside. Oh, and. No. Do they see our graves? <laughs> and some weird energy comes in the air chaos as as you're walking closer and closer to the grave marked as Elias Shrivlock. And I cast Ray of Frost on his grave. Cool. <laughs> you you do that. You do that. Okay, um, that was mostly for aesthetics. Continue. Okay. <laughs> and three three huge bats fly out from behind gravestones and fly at you. And they say, not send enough back up. Be, be gone. Be gone. Okay. Hire of the BTC's Department of Time Spectres. Be gone. I feel like we got a voicemail. Did we get a voicemail? I feel like it's. <laughs> you have no business here interfering with our prey. Listen. It's an automated response that we've triggered. I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. <laughs> you know what I see when I look at you? XP. all right let's do this all right what do you do chaos wait can i can i also join this can i roll initiative you're not there yeah but i'm on the yeah if you want chaos to like tell you to come to the grave you can but chaos wants to all by himself if there are vampires here i don't know if i actually want to leave the side of my patient but also, if he's gonna die, I could actually come out there and cast Turn Undead. It might be pretty helpful. <laughs> <laughs> the only helpful spell anybody has in this episode. And Velsic's like, nah, I'm gonna chill with the kid. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to see if, if you can level up on your own, so <laughs> just wait here. All right. You, you can do the color commentary. I pull up my magic maw katana, and Victi <laughs> steps in from the shadows, and it's time to fight. Alright, um, are you going to attack first? Unless you tell me otherwise. Nope, they're they're not attacking you, they're just flying around you. Okay. 
we're gonna do a fight. Now maybe you should push uh, Shrivlock into his grave first. <laughs> oh, is, is it empty? Open grave? The casket is uh, sitting nearby. Oh, yep. Throw him in there. Yep. Nope. Close Change of plans. It. We're throwing Shrivlock into the grave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Victy and I each get him by an arm and chuck him in there. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, roll a strength roll. All right. I assume I can take advantage from being helped by Victy. Um, you can, yeah, you can roll too. Yeah, you can roll with advantage. Okay. Uh, 16. Yeah. Uh, Shrivlock struggles against you, but you are successfully able to throw him into his grave. He does hit his head pretty hard and he, he groans and and holds it and says, Spirit, why, why must you toss me in here? How much HP does he have? I know. <laughs> He's had his He's whole life to level up, croc. okay? <laughs> I point at him, old. then point at my eyes, then point at him again, and walk back towards the vampires. <laughs> he, you hear him just shouting like, Who's, Whose grave is this spirit? Whose grave? <laughs> I forgot to give you the sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his name is on the headstone. But it doesn't say shitlock. <laughs> You'll figure it out soon enough. I'm not worried about this. Okay. Don't worry, Dad. Someone will write shitlock on his grave. I guarantee it. Right. Like, he won't be long. We go back to 1853, winter solstice. All right. Um, what do you guys do? These bats are flying around you. I can use one of my charges to um, turn one of the bats into ice. Okay. Do that and roll initiative. 19. Seven. Ten. You'll be going first, Jake, because you set initiative off. Oh, cool. Um, okay, great. Uh, Jake, flesh to ice? See here. One action, attempt to turn one creature I see into ice. If the target's body is made of flesh, the creature must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, it is restrained as its flesh begins to turn into ice. All right, this on is just one? Yes. Really yeah, that hard. It, it got a 19, so... Cool, but we're going to we're going to mess this guy up this next turn because I have a plan. This so okay. You you cast you you raise your ring up to the sky and you shout, "Flesh to ice! Your flesh is going to turn to ice!" And this bat just like totally swerves out of the like weird frost that kind of comes out of the ring and goes. first you have attacked us first Han shot first and so did we <laughs> all right zoom in your turn okay i am going to cast um bark skin on myself and basically that just means that my ac cannot be less than 16 for the entirety of the fight <clears throat> and then some and then as a bonus action i'm going to perform wild shape and this magically assumes shape of the beast the giant hawk and then that's the end of my turn. Okay. Effie. Can I contact Beth? Go for it. Beth, what are these creatures? Are they in fact vampire kind? And if so, are they susceptible to the normal vampire weaknesses? Wood? Garlic? Holy water? According to my research, which is very thorough, might I add, I do not believe these are basic vampire bats. 
It appears they are some kind of weird entity. I'm not quite sure what they're susceptible to yet, but you can definitely try the normal vampire things. Vampires are weak to fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> in Twilight, yeah. I thought they sparkled AKA, in fire. In, in the other only mythos vampire too. mythology that matters. I mean, it's the vampire mythology I know best, unfortunately. And I did just I listen to Dracula. <laughs> I will definitely aim one of my magic arrows from my little crossbow that's attached to my arm at one of the things and try to shoot it with an arrow that will make firebolt. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll your attack roll for that. It's a nat 20. What? I know. Dang. We so were doing lucky. really good. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but it, it did does like double damage. Okay, how much damage is done? <laughs> 1d10 fire damage. D10. 6. So it ties right. up by two. Um, paint this word picture for me. I have amazing, fantastical aim. So, of course, my firebolt magic arrow catches the target and uh, explodes into fire. As this bat catches on fire, essentially, in 1854, it also catches on fire. And Chaos... You see this bat just erupt in fire, and it goes, Ah! No! My precious flesh! <laughs> what the even hell? <laughs> ah, yes! My what, precious flesh! What everything says when they catch on fire. <laughs> um, Chaos, go ahead and roll initiative for me. Yeah, okay. Uh, eight. Okay. Chaos, it is your turn. Oh, okay. Uh, how... Hmm. Seems like burning their precious flesh helps. <laughs> I mean, uh, how, uh, how dead does the one with precious flesh look? Um, it's, it's like, it's fine. Okay. It's, it's still flying. Okay, it's time for the Mon Katana, I guess. Is this really what we want to do? It seems like maybe we could, like, uh, communicate with the suckers. You could try. You haven't attacked them. They were saying that they had prey. Now yeah, they are but, our uh, prey. Well, I don't think Chaos knows that. He, yeah, I think he got the same message. Yeah, he got the same message. They are not focused on you, Chaos. They seem to be looking at something else. Now, listen, uh, you represent a substantial amount of experience to me, and I am happy... <laughs> to eliminate you from this and every other timeline. But I thought, hey, you recognize me. I work for BTS. Like, maybe we BTC. can talk about how you know that and see if we can come to some <laughs> understanding about you not killing people who uh, maybe shouldn't die yet. Um, Go ahead and roll Persuasion. Eight. <laughs> mm. um, two of them kind of cackle. They're They're not really listening to you. But one of them turns towards you and flies down looking at your face. And you see that, like, its face is kind of weirdly human-like. It's really unsettling because it's on a bat's body. But it, it looks at you and it says, If you tell me to not prey on the people of Dublin anymore, I'm not going to listen to you. But we can chat. I'm bored. <laughs> That's cool. Why is one of you on fire? 
Because your friend set him on fire. So my friends are in the past. <laughs> it's a really long-lasting fire. Okay. How long yes. have you been here? We exist all throughout the timeline at any point in time. Don't you don't you don't you know who we are? No, but if you can explain potentially in song or verse, I would enjoy that. <laughs> we are the biggest henchmen in the Department of Demons, the DOD. Come on, you gotta know the DOD, man. You gotta know us. Uh, Wait, didn't I haven't that one... watched Supergirl yet. It hasn't come out in my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> we heard about him, though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What? What? Where? What was said about them? That was that was so. Long you were ago. just warned that they might interfere, <sighs> but that they shouldn't because the deal they made last year or something. Until you attack them, then I'm pretty sure that called the deal off. <laughs> So, uh, do we need to fight? Like, are we at odds? I'm honestly a little out of my element right now. Look, I'll be real honest with you. We just really want to, like, sustain ourselves outside of our department, you know? Ah, so you're renegades. I mean, you could call it what you will. We still get paid every once in a while. I'm kind of into being a renegade, to be honest. Do you want to, like... Go mess up a mall arcade or something. I mean, here's I I could offer you a better deal. Like you could basically become one of us, and then we could fly all over doing all kinds of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to roll persuasion against me? (laughs) Um. Chaos was not the best person to talk to the vampire bats. Roll a wisdom saving throw for me. Thirteen. Okay. Chaos, you have the biggest desire to undo a button on your shirt and kind of pull your collar away from your neck. (laughs) You you really think that like what this guy is saying is it. You're like, yes, I could I could become like them. I could be a renegade. I could be a true renegade. All the arcades you want. Okay, I'm uh, I'm pretty much sold. So uh, let's uh, let's do some negotiation. Let's uh, let's figure out what demon chaos looks like because uh, I'm into it. Gosh, wonderful! Gosh. This is wonderful. a horrible mistake. This is a horrible mistake. I'm just going to sit here on your shoulder. You're going to feel a tiny little prick, and then in about mm, 24 hours, you should be you should be good. And then we can go to an arcade or something and, and wreak havoc. Yeah. Yeah, no, this um, is, uh, I've been waiting for this. Go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw. Hey, I'm good at that. This that I do one. have proficiency in. Uh, this is so sad. <laughs> was no. it in that one? <laughs> no, I rolled a 19. Oh. <laughs> um, go ahead and it take... It might be problematic uh, for season two if you're a vampire with Van Helsing on the uh, take, take seven hit points of damage maybe that's why he's out of the season because we because i have to kill him because <laughs> he's a vampire a little sting that was like a fifth of my health the hell is wrong with you <laughs> oh just just stay here for a minute it's okay it's okay it's not going to feel that bad soon it's fine i have a sneaking suspicion i know why it's not gonna feel bad soon <laughs> 
1853, you guys see that like one of the bats has just kind of left the other bats and is just like hanging around like an area of the cemetery. <laughs> I I think I'm going to go after that bat. It's the bat's turn. It's the oh, bat's okay. turn. Um, we'll say that that bat already took its turn. Effie, what's You're your AC? Great. This is awesome. 13. Jake, what's your AC? 16. Dang it, if I knew yours was 13, I would have cast the basket on you. Okay. Um, the bats just kind of fly at you, but don't hit either one of you. And you just kind of hear them go, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I like these bats more and more. <laughs> um, all right, Jake, it's your turn. Okay. I wanted to take my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark on the, the one on fire. Okay. So I have my longbow, which I don't know where I got it from, but I'm going to shoot one of these bats and see, does a 17 hit? Yes. Okay, so I took negative five to my attack roll to get that, which means I get a plus 10 to my damage. And because that one is Hunter's Mark, also since it's below its maximum health because my Colossus Slayer, I get 2d8, 1d6, plus 10 to my damage. Okay. Roll it. Roll it. <laughs> uh, plus your Dang. dexterity. Don't forget about that. Thank you. I, I didn't know that one. Okay. Six plus eight, so 14 plus 16 plus my four, so that's 20 points of damage. Plus 10, that's 30 points of damage. This arrow sails gracefully through the air and hits this bat as it's flying around, kind of singed and on fire still. And the bat goes, uh-oh, and then poofs and doesn't exist anymore. And chaos, Damn. You, see, you see in 1854... You see this bat just like just suddenly stop midair and goes, uh-oh, and then disappears. <laughs> hey, Why does that remind me you? so much of the witches in should Hocus I like Pocus? A, should, I, should we do something about that? <laughs> I feel oh, like the no, other it's fine. It's like, fine. Position has just opened up. Can you just uh, <laughs> keep walking out of the graveyard, please? <laughs> It's not my turn. <laughs> so I'm going to think about that uh, when everyone else gets through initiative. Okay, Zoo, it's your turn. Okay, the giant eagle gets to attack twice, once with talons and once with beak. So, so I'm going to roll to damage on both. So that's 22 to hit and then that 17 hits. to hit. 17 what? And so two attacks. So 22 and 17. Oh, they both hit. Yes. Okay, 18 damage. Okay. Um, this bat that is sitting on your shoulder, Chaos, it kind of wheezes. It goes, Oh, oh God. Oh, we do. Can, can you please run? Hurry, please. Hey, are you like asthmatic or something? <laughs> very, very asthmatic. Um, and Effie, it's your turn. i an inhaler here. <laughs> I'd rather just inhale you, please. Oh gosh! I'm sorry. Funny. What? <laughs> Effie, it's your turn. Are they more than twenty feet in the air? I wouldn't say they're more than twenty feet. I'd say they're around like ten, fifteen. If it's just a twenty-foot square, that includes up, right? Uh huh. Cool. I will shoot an entangle spell arrow at the lone bat from my perspective okay uh roll your attack roll okay 15 
Okay, that hits. So roll damage. Perfect. They just can't move. Okay, what's the effect? Our strange creature's speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any bonuses to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. The creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, Chaos, it's your turn. Okay. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. No, no, I'm enchanted. Eleven. Yeah, you you still think that this is a really rad idea. Like you you might be in a little bit of pain slash feeling a little bit like weak, but you're like, yeah, cool, awesome. I can join the DOD. I can be a renegade. This will be great. I cast heroism on myself. What does heroism do? Uh, a willing creature you touch is imbued with bravery. Until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened against temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of its turns. Okay. So you're casting on yourself? Yep. All right. Here, now I have more hit points for you to, like, do whatever you're doing. <laughs> it's fine. Oh my goodness, you're the most considerate prey I've ever had. I mean, I mean pers- person I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, here, I've got four additional hit points, and I'll get four more every turn. Okay, cool. Awesome. Nice. Good idea. Um, <laughs> as you, you know, kind of smile up at your new little bat friend. Um, you hear like the most terrifying screeching coming from further into the graveyard. And you realize after a second that it is coming from the grave of Elias Shrivlock. The screeching sounds like very Nazgul like. I fear I fear that because of the time of, of night, I cannot imitate it, but I'll let you guys know that if it was broad daylight, I do a very good Nazgul imitation. <laughs> That's okay, I can hear it in my head. <laughs> and you turn around, Chaos, and you see, like, there seems to be some kind of red, yellow, orange light coming from Elias Shrivlock's grave. And from the depths of the grave comes out this huge horned devil creature and he kind of booms why have you interfered with our work here and in 1853 you guys are also seeing this in this graveside okay so it's probably not Elias BBG BBG hey did you uh did you step on a human (laughs) we we still need him (laughs) I have been inhabiting Elias Shrivlock, and you have interfered with the corruption of his soul. Oh, okay. Uh, Oh, wow. So we are are in direct odds with this. I want to let you know I'm on your side now. (laughs) (laughs) Chaos Overclock, you are on our side. The rest of you, I shall drag you down to the depths of hell. No, what, what does it mean, chaos? Did, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> chaos is on who's what now? Can we come through the time void? Nope. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> okay, whose turn is it? It is the... the it's the bat's turn. Um, okay, chaos, make a constitution save throw. Yep, okay, here we go. Fifteen. Okay, you take eight points of damage. <laughs> cool. Down to 16. Are you going to die, like, right now? Listen, I cast heroism on myself. I'm going to die real slowly. <laughs> All right. Chaos, you feel, like, a little bit weak, 
Not so much so that you can't like continue to function. So it's not like mono. As you're running your tongue along your teeth, you know, as one just like casually does, you can feel that a couple of your teeth have started getting a little bit more pointy. Wicked. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, uh, Keith, what is your AC? 16. Can that other bat move or is it? The bat that Effie took care of cannot move. Okay, cool. I didn't uh, know which one it was. The lone flying bat. Effie, what can it, can it try and break out of that? Creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell. Save DC. On success, it frees itself. It's 10 plus your spell casting modifier plus your proficiency bonus. 12. Okay. That bat breaks out, but that's its action for it the turn. I need everyone in 1853 to make a constitution saving throw. 19. 13. Okay. So 11. Okay, Effie and Jake, you guys are kind of watching this huge horned monster come up and Zoo, you duck just in time as its tail whips out. But Effie and Jake, you guys are both hit and you take nine piercing damage. Ooh. No, no. Jake, it is your turn. Cool. So I'm choosing the creature that is was attacked by Keith. Sorry, Keith, I'm stealing this. And then I'm going to take my negative five again for the attack roll. And does a 16 hit? Yes. Cool. Since it's already been attacked, I get a roll 2d8. So that's 14, d6, 20, 30, 34. Okay, um, you hit That's this, a ranger, baby. You hit this bat, and it poofs out of existence. Um, Chaos, you, at the same time as this happens, you know, you kind of hear, like, this weird puff in your brain go off, and suddenly it feels like this fog is lifted, and you no longer want to become part of the DOD. Wait, no, come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dan, I'm about to attack the big dude, so you'll be able to switch your hunter's mark to him up. Oh, yeah. And he'll take a couple of rounds, so I'll also get to use my Hail of Thorns, which gives me an extra D10 on a turn. Okay, I am going to attack the big demon thingy-majiggy. I'm trying to decide if I will use my eagle attacks or if my eagle will be holding my dagger of venom, whatever. Ooh. It can be holding it in its claws. All right. So I am going to use its charge, 23, to hit. Yep, that hits. It needs to do a DC 15 constitution save. Okay. It did not hit it. So it takes the 14 plus the 5. So that's 19. And then... And it's now poisoned for a minute. Oh, wow. I don't actually know so, what poison condition is. On every one of its turns, I guess, I roll it again for it. Cool. Okay. Um, the big demon hisses as you as you slice it with this dagger. And it, it goes, How dare you do this? You're terrible. I, I book it and fly away. <laughs> Why are you trying to climb the corporate ladder? I didn't even know there was a corporate. I could give you freedom! This, this is more closely related to, like, corporate espionage, buddy. Look! 
If I turn you into one of us, and then you turn others, then you will get compensated. Listen, and if man, they turn others, <laughs> then they'll be I don't want to deal with it, all right? I know how these things work. You're never as compensated as the guy above you. You can never get into diamond plus status, and they just of push course, you out of central. Of how would you ever day. want to get to my level? No, I'm not interested. I am supreme. Not interested. Okay, Effie, your turn. Okay. I want to aim for the big dude and uh, shoot a banishment arrow at him. Ooh. I feel All like right. you're just making things up now. <laughs> I have a spell That's book. Effie's whole thing. Like, do you spell see book. the meme? All right. What, is, what does banishment do? You attempt to send one creature that you can see within range to another place of existence. The target must succeed a charisma saving throw or be banished. Is he native to this plane of existence? No. If the target is native to a different plane of existence than the one you are on, the target is banished with a faint popping noise returning to its home plane. If the spell ends before one minute has passed, the target reappears. Otherwise, the target does not return. If it gets hit. So you have to roll your attack first, right? An unnatural 20. Dirty nice. 20. Okay, it hits. It's the saving. It's the constitution. What does it have to be? Charisma. Oh, charisma. So that'll be... The number to hit is 8 plus 2 plus whatever Effie's intelligence modifier is. My intelligence is zero. It did not pass this saving throw. Okay. I stand side on and look down my hand at my little magical crossbow. And I say, please don't miss, please don't miss, please don't miss. (laughs) And then I fire my banishment arrow and it... Hits the devil guy in his gut and slowly sinks in. And when the feathers of my arrow disappear, he pops out of existence. (laughs) Nice. Um, You just hear like this faint screaming like, No! Oh my points! I'll be back down on level one! Stop, no, wait, come back. (laughs) And you see this other bat is like, just kind of falters midair and it goes hey so i'm like this is not my idea at all like i did not want to be here it was just these guys so i'm just gonna i'm just it's gonna okay bye and it just also pops and leaves oh man i was gonna ask if it wanted to build a snowman (laughs) (laughs) the graveyard is silent once more in 1853 but in 1854 you hear some sobbing chaos coming from the grave of Elias Shrivlock. Uh, so, as far as I'm concerned, I alone made all these disappear. <laughs> Do I gain a level? He <laughs> did nothing the whole time. Um, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Dang. Okay. I go find Elias. Um, Elias is curled up in a ball at the bottom of his grave, and he looks up at you. Hey, buddy, you having a rough day? I was going to be a demon, but now I guess I'm just the ghost of May 14th still. (laughs) He says, Spectre, oh, oh, spirit, oh, no, please, I, I am not the man I was. I will, I will not be the man I, I must have been, but for this intercourse. Why, why show me this if I am past all hope? Assure me that I yet may change these shadows where you have shown me an altered life. Please, please, spirit, I will honor winter solstice in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. Oh, but please, 
Do not let the devil take me. I hand him the wristwatch. He he takes the wristwatch and, and says, Spirit, where where have you found this trinket? I I thought I had locked it up with all my memories of happiness. Chaos looks mildly uncomfortable, then points back at the ship. (laughs) Spirit, I don't know if I can get out of here on my own. (laughs) Don't worry, we all have 50 feet of rope. (laughs) Okay, you, you pull him up out of the grave, take him back to Beth. You are reunited with Van Helsing and, and Brom in the ship. And Elias, as he sees Brom behind Van Helsing, he takes the so the small boy's hand in his own and says, my, my dear boy, I believe that I have indirectly or possibly directly hurt you over the past years. And I promise I will make amends and make sure that ye and your family are able to live comfortably from now on. I mean, honestly, you were, like, possessed by a demon or something. I don't think you're responsible for your actions. He bursts into tears. All right, you guys go back to 1853 and are reunited with the rest of the crew. You are able to send Elias on his way. I'm assuming you guys take Brom back to his house. Yeah, so Han Velsing and I uh, <laughs> get together and I, uh, I carry Brom again with a whole sack full of, like, you know, snacks like Doritos and, and sausages and, and sausages, cheese, yes. okay. potatoes, bread, yeah. couple of Twix bars. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> is he doing better? He after the blood transfusion from oh, his father, blood, right? who is following we along did. with you oh, guys. We did. Um, when did that happen? I did it while you were discussing other things. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. He did pull out tubes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I remember that actually. <laughs> Brom is looking much happier, appears to have a little bit of color in his skin, a little bit of strength has returned to his muscles, and as you set him down on a chair in the Stoker home, his father and his mother on either side of him, you hear a sharp rap at the door, and before anyone can answer it, Shrivlock opens the door and says, Ah, oh, oh, my, my dear Abraham! Oh, my dear good fellow, then I have given, uh, I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family, and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a a winter solstice bowl of smoking bishop. Make up the fires and buy more coal, and and we shall nourish this young lad here, and evermore your family shall be my family, and and I'll I'll do my best to take care of you. And and while he's saying all this, uh, Zoo is like walking, like trying to get a, a word in edgewise to hand, you know, Mr. Stoker the form that says that we're releasing the son, his son back into his custody. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, guys, I just need, could you just, I just sign it. That's really great about the fire, but like, I just need one se- initial here. And I give the form to Abraham Stoker. He initials. Saying that he's happy with our service. <laughs> five, five star review. I fold it up, put it in my pocket and wave goodbye to this lovely little family. And just to be safe, make sure that you stay up with him tonight and put these garlic flowers all around him, just in case. Cool. <laughs> we'll do that, sir. We'll do that. Thank yeah, you, Doctor. Everyone. Yay! <laughs> okay, we all get back on the ship. You guys all go back to Beth. End up, you know, relaxing with some hot chocolate, hot toddies if you want. 
maybe a little bit of Bailey's in your hot chocolate, Van Helsing, and you can feel like pretty self-assured. You fulfilled your mission briefing, you saved a young boy from, you know, being turned into a demon, and uh, suddenly you get a message through from Beth, and it's a, a little wrap-up to your guys' project. And it's it starts off as saying, from the computer of Maximilian Alexander, and it says, Thank you for your illustrious service to our department. You have helped us defeat the clan of Gira and Tina for once and for all, I'm hoping. And by the way, Shrivlock was better than his word. And Brom did not die. Hand Velsing. <laughs> and uh, if you check your bank accounts in the morning, you should see, you know, a little sum-sum from my department. But since you didn't return any of the artifacts that I gave you <laughs> yet, I will uh, pick them up in the morning. But uh, expect that to be docked from your pay, so that's why it might be a little bit smaller than you were expecting. But happy winter solstice to you all, and to all a good night. Yay! Yay! Getting paid is still better than we've ever gotten before. <laughs> and we get have we, we have cool items for one night. <laughs> Who wants to see me use some druid magic? Yeah, stay tuned for the uh, bonus episode where we have to fight a frozen-minded uh, Dan. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey fam, did you see the Miata Nathan got from Maeve? I can't believe all I got was a chocolate orange. Oh well, hope you all had a wonderful holiday season. We'll catch you at Mitchell's New Year's Eve party. Don't forget to bring grapes. Our next episode will be airing on the 10th of January. So until then, have a happy new year.